Hey guys, welcome back to AFK Discussions. I'm Ty and I'm joined by Jason. What's going on, brother? Not much. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just want to remind everybody, if you like the content, you like AFK Discussions, we'd love your support. If you could give us uh, five-star reviews, if you like the content. Um, if you don't like the content, keep it to yourself. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, and then also I want to give a huge shout out to Reaper Apparel. You go to reaperapparel.com and use code AFK Discussions for 10% off your order. Uh, Reaper Apparel's motto is live your life to the fullest. Uh, don't leave anything on the table. So let's get into it, Jason. How's your week been, man? It's been pretty good, man. Um, some really cool thing happened. So my daughter's playing basketball and um, I didn't expect her to go into the tournament, but they won their last game and they got like third seed in the t- tournament. So that's pretty cool. Doing big things, big things. Yeah, my week has been pretty rough man so at the beginning of the week my dog goes to daycare every week uh we're one of those kinds of dog parents we have to he doesn't usually stay home more than like six hours at a time by himself not because he can't handle it it's just because we just don't want him to basically um he doesn't tear up the house or use the bathroom in the house but anyways uh my wife went and got him from daycare on tuesday because we had an appointment at the doctor together so uh, my wife's pregnant by the way guys um and anyways, so we pick him up from daycare. He comes home. He pukes like four or five times in like four hours period, oh which gosh. is not a good thing for a dog. Um, but not much we can do. We wait till the morning. He's still puking. We call the vet. Um, we get him in early in the morning. And they give him a bunch of medicine. They say there's really nothing wrong with him. Maybe he ate something that he didn't agree with. Yada, 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 but he's feeling better now. And then also last week, I come home from work on Tuesday. This is the same day my dog got sick. I open the garage door and there's water all in my garage. So I squeegee out of the water and blast it with a, with a leaf blower. Uh, turns out the hot water heater went out. Um, so we didn't have hot water like all week. I got a guy out there to do a, um, what is it? A quote. Got yeah. a guy out there to get, give me a quote. Um, dude. Guess how much he quoted me? Um, let's see, I would hot say, water heater install. Yeah, um, four hundred dollars, somewhere in there. Twenty two hundred dollars. It's insane. They, I, and I asked him. I was like, dude, so what is what is the cost? What am I paying for? Can you like give me a breakdown of what's what I'm paying for? He said a thousand dollars for water heater and parts which is ludicrous by the way, because water heaters are like 600 to like eight or 900 for like a really top end one. Yeah. Um, and that's usually like a tankless one. Right. So which we, we don't have gas. So we have to have a tank. So, um, and I said, what's the other $1,200 for? He was like, well, you know, we gotta, we gotta put it in. And I said, how long does it take to put it in? He said two or three hours. I said, you're charging me $400 an hour for labor. And he was like, well, the, you know, inflation, man, it's hit everybody hard. I was like, (laughs) inflation, (laughs) you're scalping people, man. And so I I swiftly gave him the boot out of my house. I called my father-in-law. He agreed to help me the next day. So we went to get a water heater, brought it over. We both realized shortly thereafter that we don't know anything about expulsion tanks on the top of water heaters. Um, I called my uncle who works for um, the utility company where I live. He's worked there for like 20 years or something. Um, He came over and we started putting that thing in lickety split. Um, It wasn't all peaches and cream though, because the water heater wasn't working. 
and we couldn't figure out why why it wasn't working. And so I tested it with the little electrometer thing that I have. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to test water heaters. I'm an expert now. Um, anybody can call me and I will charge you $399 uh, in labor an hour versus 400. Uh, shout out to Hiller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tested everything. Everything tested good. I was like, dude, I don't know what's wrong. So my father-in-law was like, hey, I got a friend who is a electrician. Um, I'll get him out there and it, well, he'll take a look at it. And maybe he can see something that you don't see. And I'm like, sure. Mind you, every time I'm working on this, I, I turn the power off because I don't know anything about electricity. And I don't want to die working on a water heater. And yeah. so the electrician guy comes over. He tells me to turn off the power. He starts checking stuff. He says, turn the power back on. He starts checking stuff. He goes, there's no power to the water heater. And then he takes all the electric tape off of – well, we turn the power back off. He takes all the electrical tape off of where the wire nuts are holding the power from the house and the water heater together. The lines weren't touching. What? The, what? The, the wire nuts that I used were too small. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And so the wires both weren't in the wire nut. And yeah, so he was like, you got bigger wire nuts? And I was like, sure. And I started riffling through my garage, got a bigger one. He screwed it back on, turned it on. It worked like a charm. He said, yep, it's got power now. I had water, 30 minutes, hot water, 30 minutes later. That's awesome. So like a week without any hot water, three of those days, I had a new hot water heater installed that didn't work. Well, I thought didn't work. And a guy came in and literally fixed it in 30 seconds. Yeah. So we have hot water now. Awesome. It's good to have hot water. Which is good. Welcome is back good. to the modern century. <laughs> Dude, I took I took two cold showers. Let me tell you something. A cold shower with a water heater is different because the water's like lukewarm. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say lukewarm, but it's definitely not like straight ice cold. Like water with no hot water heater, no nothing is it hurts. Like I was in the shower literally screaming, but it was like, dude, I had to get clean. Like, yeah. and my wife, my wife was going down to my in-laws house to like take showers and stuff for a couple of days. And it was just hell. I, I, I could not believe when he said $2,200, I wanted to die. I could not believe it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but what we ended up doing was buying the water heater from Lowe's buying some extra parts just in case we needed them. I returned them all. Um, everything all in was $680. I returned $97 worth of parts. Uh, the water heater itself was like $529. So I ended up paying um, like $570 instead of $2,200. So I saved like $1,700. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. thanks, thanks to my father-in-law and my uncle. So that was really, really cool. That is awesome, man. Um, so this is a funny story. It's not funny, but uh, – so we like back in the day, like my dad was without work for a little while. So, um, and he, he, he's a very proud man, you know? So, uh, <laughs> uh, we had our power turned off for a short stint because, you know, he was without work and, you know, had to pay other bills that were sure. more important. Sure. Um, so instead of like going to my grandparents' house and like spending the night or something, he likes refused and like would heat water up on the, on the fireplace and like take showers and like pour like, oh, warm water. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, no, dude, I can't, I can't imagine like 
I, you really don't realize how necessary things are or how much a luxury things are until you don't have them. Yeah. Like internet, I would die without internet. It's, I don't know how people survive. Like, and that might sound like, oh, this dude just been inside his whole life. Like, no, nah, dude, I played outside as a kid. I got locked out just like everybody else did. I drank from the water hose because I wasn't allowed in the house. I was in the military for a long time. And like, like I, I, I just don't enjoy the outdoors. It's just not like I did when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, but now it's just so it's either too hot or it's too cold. There's very few days in East Tennessee a year that are just perfect, you know? Yeah. And so for me, I, I, I listen, where I'm sitting right now at my computer desk, when it, it, it never, it never rains. It never gets too cold. It never gets too hot. It's always just right. Yeah. Always. So take, take that, you know, how you (laughs) want it. But dude, I, I, I just prefer indoors. And if you're going to be indoors, you got to have internet or you're just going to stare at a wall. Yeah. Yeah. So So we like camping. Like we used to, we went tent camping for a while and then, uh, when COVID hit and everything shut down, we're like, man, you know, we want to do something. We're sick of sitting inside. So yeah. we, we took our stimulus check and bought a pop-up camper. Um, it's, it's got like two queen beds and like a, a the table folds down into another bed. So it like can sleep up to like at least four people comfortably. Um, or five people, like two in the or bed. Or two adults. Two adults. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two adults. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we got that thing, and it's it's awesome. It's got you know air conditioning. It's got a heater. You know, the right. the bed mattresses actually are heated. So it's it's mm-hmm. nice, dude. It is yeah. so nice. <laughs> and at that point, I mean, like, and I'm sure the kids are bringing tablets or switches or something. Dude, I bring a TV and hook it up and like yeah, hook my phone okay. up to it, and yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, I feel like you're not even camping, yeah. right? Well, I mean, you're in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess. I, I I think that would be like the equivalent to you getting like a, a cabin or a chalet and being like, "Yeah, we're roughing it this weekend <laughs> up in Gatlinburg." <laughs> And it's got like a stove that pops out on the side and it's got gas and you can cook and <laughs> it's got no, a, it's got a fridge on it. I mean, it's nice, dude. I mean, it's cool though to like get out of the house and experience. I, and you know, I've stayed in a camper or two. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I prefer the indoors and, but anyways, yeah. Like we, if you had no electricity, you'd be miserable oh, yeah. when you don't have hot water, you're miserable. If you didn't have your water turned on, you're miserable. If you don't have internet, you're miserable. Yeah. Like you don't realize these everyday luxuries that we have. I, man, it's, it's crazy to think that we take it for granted until it's gone, you know? Yeah, totally. But man, it's, it's one thing to be without power, and then it's another thing to be without internet. My kids nowadays, you know, if they were without power, they wouldn't know what to do. But if I mean, <laughs> the best, worst it's got is like the internet goes out here, and they like freak out and think it's the end of the world. I was like, dude, when I was a kid, I was without power for like a couple of weeks. You know, <laughs> the internet, dad, no. <laughs> you know, you think seriously, they cry and like freak out. 
<laughs> well, and back when I was younger, which I'm not even that old, right? But like back when I was younger, AIM, like AOL, like AIM was the thing to do back then. I used to have, you know, six or seven chats up at once with girl. I'd go to school and ask her, what's your AIM? What's your AIM username? The girls would be like, oh, my name is Pimpad14. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, girl, you know, let me get that AIM. Yeah. And you would get home. Dial up would do his thing, take forever, and then nobody could use the phone. <laughs> and so I was only allowed to play for like a limited time. And the best video game I played back then was RuneScape, dude. RuneScape. I don't so even, good. Yeah. And we used to play it in school. We used to – well, at first – so it became a problem. So we were playing it. We'd play it in school and then – like we played in homeroom and stuff on the teacher's computer. This is back before we even had laptops really to give out to students, but we played on the teacher's computer and then they caught wind of like, we tried to trick them at first. Like, Oh no, it's an educational game to do this. You have to solve a math problem or something. And the game had like puzzles in them. So we'd like be doing a quest and be like, see, we have to solve this puzzle. Yeah. And so they were like, Oh, okay. It's educational. That's totally fine. You can play that game. Yeah, sure. So anytime we'd be like, can we play RuneScape? They'd be like, yeah, come on. You guys got to take turns though. And they thought we were, you know, <laughs> and so they finally realized that no, it's a straight up video game. Yeah. And, so they added it to like the ban list and then we had to go through proxy servers and stuff to play it. But I used to get a little bit of time in at home with, with RuneScape and stuff, but even the internet back then wasn't, wasn't even close to what it is now. Yeah, totally. I mean, that it, it was, gosh, I remember like having to wait and hear that, you know, the, the dollar yeah, tone, dude. you know, to get the dollop internet. I mean, it's, it was excruciating and then it, you know, wouldn't connect you have to go through the whole process again and it dials like like four different numbers sometimes to try to hit one that you know it would it was open and it god it was so annoying so annoying yeah but um anyways another news that that was my news for for the week but um the let's talk about for a second the hottest topic right now besides the super bowl and football being scripted that's another hot one right now but um, these balloons, the these aliens, UFOs. it's aliens, dude. Totally, totally aliens. <laughs> dude, um, I don't know. Uh, it's very weird. Um, like I've been watching all the news about this. So the first one definitely was a balloon from China. China admitted that, um, China said it wasn't like the government. It was a, well, I guess everything's owned by the government. They're a um, communist, but, um, it was like a company that was had this balloon on doing some tests with it. I don't know all the the details behind it, but these yeah, other things across the world doing yeah, tests. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, these other balloons or objects were not like in the shape of balloons. One was cylindrical, and the other one was like octagonal. They said um, the one they shot down over Lake Huron was like an octagon shape, and the one in um, Alaska was cylindrical and I'm not sure about the one over Canada, like what, so what shape that was. Um, I don't think that one's been recovered yet, but they said they really weren't balloons. They were uh, unknown objects. Right. And people like on press conference were asking me if they were like aliens and, you know, 
I saw this one of um, the press secretary saying she was saying that it's not aliens and, and everyone's laughing <laughs> in the background. Um, but it, it was super weird, man. Here, I'm going to play this news clip real quick. The Pentagon says they can't rule out that the UFOs are aliens, adding that they're not balloons. They still have no idea how they're staying afloat. And the U.S. enhanced its radar, which partially explains why there's a new object every five minutes. But they say they still haven't been able to locate the wreckage of the Alaskan UFO. All to stay in the loop. The Pentagon says they can't rule out that the UFOs oh, are aliens, adding that they're again. not. Pentagon says they can't <laughs> rule out that the UFOs again. are aliens. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to cut that out in post, but yeah. So what? <laughs> they just kept playing over and over again. That's so weird. Oh my god. <laughs> I may leave it in because this is really funny. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. This technology, is good. let me tell you, technology is not Jason's strong suit. It, <laughs> Yo. It, it took us like an hour to get this podcast going. <laughs> it's always something with them, dude. Oh something man. Something is always messed up. This is staying in. This is staying in. <laughs> and then he'll be like, he'll be like, dude, I don't know why it's not working now. And, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. We do this every every two weeks. And he's like, yeah. Do you have any suggestions? It's like, <laughs> no, but it's your setup. I don't know, dude. That's I don't know. So funny. But it's so funny. So the press secretary said it's not aliens, you know. And then, like other <laughs> high ups, <laughs> come on, let's, let's bring it back. <laughs> We gotta bring I'm it back. So sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reel it in. Reel it in, boys. So okay, the, sorry. The press, the press secretary said it's not aliens, but other people didn't rule it out yet. So it's kind of still up in the air. But I saw the funniest thing. Um, so Joe Rogan posted today, I think it was on Twitter. He said that, you know, the uh, U.S. government said it's not aliens. So now I totally believe that it is definitely aliens <laughs> so because you know here's my thing why would it be aliens i don't i mean why would it not be aliens you know but i like, mean you gotta think too like if if let's say you're an alien you go to a planet and they shoot something down would you not be like pissed i mean yeah i mean unless they're just like probes from you know they could who know, who knows how long it took to get here you know and who, I, I mean, I've those uh, UFO videos from the cockpit of uh, of uh, F-15s and stuff back in the day, they were cylindrical mm. objects that looked similar to what they describe these balloons looking like or balloons or whatever the objects. So well, who, who I knows? saw I saw a clip of Elon Musk. This is Elon Musk. Um, Elon Musk on um, Joe Rogan's podcast. And I don't remember. He was quoting somebody. I don't remember who he was quoting, but he he said that there are either a lot of aliens or no aliens. Yeah. And he was in one of the theories is that before any species becomes interstellar, uh, they they go extinct or their civilization collapses. Yeah, or or the Earth's flat and their space isn't real. <laughs> uh, you know, who knows? I mean, uh, one day somebody is just going to turn off the computer program because yeah. they're bored. Yeah, um, I heard a really. Oh, I listened to a really interesting podcast about that today, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that in in future episodes. Yeah, in future future episodes about the Matrix and how we're not really real. Yeah, I mean, perception perception is reality, right? Like if if it. And I think I've said this before, right? Like if it tastes like steak and it feels like steak, you know, it's steak. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, your brain doesn't know the difference. I mean, technically. Yeah, true. Um, so, but anyways, guys, today's episode, now that we're 20 minutes into this shenanigans, um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about trading card games and collectible card games. Um, it's a really, really big hobby of mine. I know that Jason does partake in the hobby. I don't think he's as deep into the hobby as I am. Um, but I sincerely enjoy a good card game. So, um, Jason, I guess we'll start off by saying, uh, what's the first card game you ever played and how did you get into it? So the first card game I played was magic back, Mm. back in, gosh, I guess it was 94, 95 ish. So right when magic was coming out, um, I was taking a home at class and our, our teacher was really chill. And uh, <laughs> this dude, his name was Ziggy. Shout out to Ziggy. Uh, I, that wasn't his real name, but I don't know his real name. Uh, I just remember him being called Ziggy. Um, he brought cards in. He was, he was sitting at my table, and he was like, have you ever played Magic? I was like, what's Magic? <laughs> He's like, oh, let me show you. And I, I was hooked. It was, it, it was so much fun. Um, I hadn't played in years, and back, I guess a few months ago, I went out and bought a a commander deck. So I'm ready to go again. Yeah. I think my first one and probably everybody, my age, I'm 32. I just turned 32, uh, this February, um, this month, I guess is what I should have said. That was weird. Um, but I, I, like most people, my age, I started with Pokemon, right? You watch the show. I watched the show when it first came out. I got the first games when they, I got Pokemon red when it first came out. My cousin got Pokemon blue on Christmas, um we both got pokemon yellow when it released like so we're pokemon fans and then when pokemon cards first started coming out just like everybody we collected them i I don't want to say collected them we were kids you know we we didn't sleeve anything i I had a charizard back in the day i mean i'm sure it's disintegrated now (laughs) but like i had a charizard back in the day and it, it but back then it really wasn't nothing right like i say nothing um, I think Scribe Magazine at the time had it for like 25 bucks or something. It was like 25 bucks was significant to a kid my age, of course, but like it wasn't nothing like it is now. Um, but, you know, I played Pokemon, but I didn't like play Pokemon. Like I was too young. I think the first game that I got into um, that I actually was competitive in first card game was Yu-Gi-Oh! Hmm. Um, man, oh man. So I was so fortunate to grow up in a community where we had access to multiple card shops and comic book shops. Um, so we had Vikings cards and comics, and then we had this place up the street from that called the war room. Um, Vikings cards and comics was mainly like a, a more kid friendly hangout. So we would play like Yu-Gi-Oh and Dragon Ball Z and, and then at the war room, that's where they would play magic and Warhammer 40 K stuff like that. And so I got into Yu-Gi-Oh like at the very beginning, I had the Kai, I got the Kaido starter deck, got the Yugi starter deck. Um, I got the Joey starter deck. I had, you know, the tens, uh, I was buying legend of blue eyes packs when they first came out. Um, you know, and it's so funny because I was just, I was just in, uh, Clarksville, my parent, where my parents live, probably um, maybe about a month ago, maybe now. Uh, but I think it was like the first of the year. Anyways, 
um, I was at my aunt's house and my uncle always used to, they, they lived right down the street from the card shop. So like my mom and dad would like drop me off at my, at my aunt and uncle's house and I could just ride my bike from there or, or walk. Um, and so my uncle always used to, you know, give me 20 bucks. And at the time, you know, packs were pretty much the same price they are now. It was like three for $10. I think it's always, almost always been that way, I think. Um, but you know, he would be like, give me $20 and I buy six packs of like Legends of Blue Eyes or Meta Raiders or, or, you know, I forget. Now Magic Rulers, I, I forget all the packs now because I've not played Yu-Gi-Oh! in a really long time. But, um, and, and it's so funny because I told my uncle, I was like, dude, a pack of Blue Eyes, like Legend of Blue Eyes, like LOB now is worth... I don't know how much they are a pack. I would say at least a few hundred dollars yeah, um, or more, depending on the condition of the pack, whether it packs first edition, whatever. Um, but man, yeah, it's crazy. So I played Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and, and I had ended up moving uh, to Orlando, Florida. And so I was in a really metropolitan area. And that's where I went to one of my first ever Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. I don't know if it was one of the first Yu-Gi-Oh! Like big Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments, but... I went to that with a friend named AJ. Shout out to AJ. I don't know where he is or what his last name is anymore, but if you're out there. Um, my my grandma took us to the convention center um, down there, and we were, I think it was like 13, 12, 12 or 13. Um, and we went down there and we battled some Yu-Gi-Oh, dude. This was like, to all my Yu-Gi-Oh players out there, this was back in, you know, 2002 era. I think you guys call it GOAT now, um, but it's, you know, United We Stand, Change of Heart, Axe of Despair, Gemini L, Fluster Dragon type days. Um, none of the craziness that Yu-Gi-Oh! has going on now. But that's pretty much how I got started into the hobby. And then from there, it just kind of evolved. Um, and I kind of just played all kinds of card games after that. So it started with Pokemon, evolved into Yu-Gi-Oh! And then from Yu-Gi-Oh! I just played a whole slew of games. Uh, did you so did you play any other games or did you were you stuck like did you stay with magic when you were younger or were there games that you tried when you were younger so pretty much magic was the only one i played um i was really big into skateboarding and i i mean other than playing with that guy ziggy i didn't really play um because you know i was too busy out like you know Tearing up the streets at night, getting harassed by cops. Because <laughs> that was a thing here in Knoxville. Seriously, dude. If you skateboarded, you were like... The scum of the very, Yeah, and very likely to get arrested. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I was up to. And uh, I didn't really get into card gaming till later on. Um, uh, some of my friends, they were like, hey, do you know how to play Magic? And I was like, yeah, I know how to play Magic. And they, they had some decks and they had like some free starter decks. Um, shout out to Sci-Fi City. Um, they they get free starter decks sometimes. And um, so they had given this guy like all these starter decks and um, like one of each color, um, which if you don't know, they're, they're, you know, they're based on colors, your different um, decks that you play. Um, so I think I had, uh, he gave me a black deck and uh, I played that and we, I mean, it was it just came back. It was like natural. It's like second hand. And yeah. I was like, dude, I miss this so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Either. No, I was just going to say that. I mean, it was just so much fun and just, man, 
I mean, Magic is... I play it more now on my phone, like use use Magic Arena than yeah. anything. Like anytime I have, like if I'm bored, I just pull up my phone and I'll play Magic for like an hour, you know, if True. I don't have anything else, any other video games readily available. So, <laughs> Yeah, man. And I think too, like you were in such a rare position. So like, I think both of us were in rare positions to where we came out on the ground. Like we were old enough when the games came out. Well, it, you you probably more so than me, but like we were at at the ground floor for some of these games, yeah. And we missed such big opportunities, money making opportunities. Like you getting into Magic, like in the nineteen nineties, is like huge. Like if you would have kept any of your alpha cards, beta cards, like all that stuff's worth money. Like I'm sure it would have been horrible condition, so it would have been worth like a lot less. But even if, if you would have had any of the reserved, um, like dual lands, like um, tropical islands or tundras, or like any any of that, like that stuff is so valuable now. Yeah, uh, even then, like everybody always talks about the black lotus, right? Like even then, black lotuses were pretty rare, right? So, it, 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 I could see how not many people like had those. Um, however, I did hear like when I was younger, some old timers talking about black lotuses and people being like, yeah, I used to leave black lotuses on the table. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, that's crazy. But and I think of it, too, like I was so young back then. So we had this guy that would come to the to Vikings cards and comics. Um, his name was I always say his name was Mr. Dennis, but Mr. Dennis was a card shop owner. I don't remember the dude's name, but he looked like a like dog, the bounty hunter and Joe exotic had a son. <laughs> and that's who this dude was. And his wife looked just like dog, the bounty hunter's wife. It just might've been a cracked out dog, the bounty hunter. He might've been down on his luck. I don't know. Um, I don't remember Mr. Dan, maybe Dan, maybe was his name. Something like that. Anyways, he would come in. He would buy tons of sealed product. Every time a new set would come out. Um, like I remember when, uh, metal Raiders came out and, uh, I forget Pharaoh prophecy or prophecy Pharaoh, something, something like that. Um, anyways, all these new sets would come out and he would buy like six boxes and then wouldn't open them. And he would always tell us like we would buy packs and we start opening them. And he's like, guys, you shouldn't be buying packs like that and opening them. These cards are going to be worth a lot of money one day. Sealed product is going to be worth a lot of money one day. And we were always just like, dude, can you shut up and let us play with these cards? Dude, I'm trying to play some Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> You're trying to collect some. And he he would bring in his collection. He had these huge 5K, like 5,000-count like 5, box, bulk boxes. And they would be full to the brim with like – card sleeves and containers of like first edition Genzos and, and uh, oh my God, it was, it was insane. Like first edition, uh, blue eyes are dragon out of LOB and, and monster reborns and change of hearts. Exodus. He would have all, he had all these first edition snatch and steal. He had all these first edition cards. He had tons and tons and tons of them. And he would also have sealed product. And we used to think he was just crazy. And I'll never forget I forget the set that Yadagaruza came out of. If anybody's a Yu-Gi-Oh fan, um, put it put it in the review, uh, the five star review that you leave for loving our content. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but this it's it's a it's a bird spirit 
um, monster that returns to your hand. It does something special. I think it like draws cards or something. I don't remember. Um, but it was a secret rare. Mm. I will never forget. I was, <clears throat> I had bought a bunch of packs. I bought like three of two different kinds of packs. I got a blackluster soldier envoy at the beginning and I pulled that and I pulled a Yadagaruza. Dude, and y'all and that the the, the boxer Yada Garuza came in, it just came out. And dude, Dan or Dave or whatever this dude's name is harassed me. I was in the middle of playing a game. He was trying to trade it out of my deck while I was playing a game, which <laughs> is like the most taboo thing ever now, right? Yeah. He's like, Well, here, I'll just get out of your deck for you and I'll trade you and I'll put he ended up trading me a first edition Jinzo for it. Um, which at the time was a was a good trade to me. Um but anyways, moral of the story was like he was old enough to recognize how popular Yu-Gi-Oh was. They had a show. They had movies. They were giving out promos at movies. They were in Happy Meals. I mean, it was it was every, Yu-Gi-Oh was everywhere, right? And he was old enough to realize <clears throat> that he was on the ground floor of something huge. And there is no doubt in my mind if he didn't spend all of his money or sell the cards for heroin um, that, and, and I'm just joking. He wasn't a drug addict, but uh, his collection's worth millions. Yeah. Millions. They're, they're, it just, just the stuff he had when I knew him worth millions. And it's crazy because now I try to uh, emulate that in the new card games I play. Yeah. Um, but so have you ever been to like a competitive scene or a competitive tournament or for anything? It could be it could be Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, or, or any trading card game? So I haven't been to a tournament for a trading card game, but now miniature games, I have been to a few tournaments. Um, and uh, I went to Nashville for Guild Ball, which was really big, big back in the day. But um, I mean, I tried <laughs> – well, we tried to start a scene with uh, – my Hero Academia, and we uh, tried to do some tournaments, but uh, no one showed, and that that was really uh, disheartening. It, <laughs> it does. I mean, I tried twice to do a tournament, and uh, no one showed. So <laughs> that kind of I showed up. I showed up. Yeah, I know you did, but I mean, you can't do a I, tournament with two people. <laughs> but I didn't show up to the second one because I went. I didn't think it was that day. And yeah. you were like, you were like, where? Oh, I did think it was that day. I didn't think it was at that time. That's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, he, you were like, where are you at? I'm like, dude, I'm at home. What, what do you mean? You're, are you coming to play? And I was like, yeah, later. And he, you were like, no, it's now. And I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the game we're talking about is My Hero Academia. Um, I don't know if anybody's uh, familiar with the anime of the same name, but it's it's one of my favorites. And so that's what got me into the card game. Um, and I told Ty about it and he, he, he went all in with me. Um I still buy cards because I, I like the art and I'm chasing down this uh, rare numbered card. Um, I mean, it's still, it's still a thing. It's ongoing. Just in our area, it's 100% dead. Like no one plays, no one supporting it. Um, it just is sad because <laughs> I really liked it. It was a really fun game. Well, and I think too that like One Piece sort of killed it off a little bit, but that we'll get into, we'll get it in that here in a minute. But so I, I'm going to be honest with you. I definitely think the competitive scene in card games is what has driven me to card games in the first place. So I ended up growing out of Yu-Gi-Oh. So here's what happened. So 
Um, uh, I, I mentioned that we had two card shops. We had Vikings cards and comics, and then we had the war room. Well, I, I, a lot of my friends that played Yu-Gi-Oh ended up going to the war room more and more and more. Well, Mr. Dan or Dave or whatever his name is had, had sons. He had a couple of, he had like four sons, I think. Well, one of his sons was like, approached me. and was like, Hey, do you play magic? And I was like, no. And he goes, do you want to play magic? And I'm trying to think of the sets that were out at the time. Let's see. Uh, I'm Googling it, folks. I'm Googling it. While he's Googling, um, card games, they're so addicting and not, I mean, especially to me, because I'm a collector of things. I collect comic books and uh, any kind of memorabilia and action figures. It's so addicting whenever you get that one card that's worth like you pull a card and it's a $40 card. I mean, instantly you're hooked. You're like, I got to buy more. I'm, there's a card out there. It's worth hundred dollars. I've got to find it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, it'll drive you insane. Like I've opened packs and like, I've bought like, you know, 10 packs and opened them all and didn't get anything worth over like a few bucks. And it just, it, it kills right. you. But then, you know, it's, it's like gambling, dude. It, it, it's totally like gambling. Oh, 100%. 100%. So when I was playing, um, the, the, the sets that were out at the time when I first started playing Magic were Onslaught, Legion, Mirrodin. And I remember Mirrodin because one of the biggest cards out of Mirrodin at the time was an uncommon uh, called Ishkron Scepter, which was used in a lot of combo decks. And I remember when Fifth Dawn came out, and it was really artifact focused, five color focused, champions of Kamigawa. Like just looking at some of this stuff is bringing back so many memories. Uh, Unhinged came out then. That's when the really cool lands were out. So it was around this era. And I remember that Mr. Dan's son was like, hey, do you play magic? And I was like, no. He goes, do you want to learn? And I was like, sure. So he taught me. And then I ended up trading his dad for a lot of – I traded my whole Yu-Gi-Oh! collection for Magic. And, and in between this time, I dabbled in other games. Like where I lived, Dragon Ball Z was super huge. Um, I had my buddies – all my friends in my neighborhood played it. Uh, there was a ton of kids at the card shop that played it. Um, and so uh, I, I juggled a lot of games. But when I first got into Magic, I think my first deck that I played was Elves. Because I'm pretty sure there was a ton of elves in like Onslaught and stuff. And then I also played Snakes um, back then. Snakes was a pretty huge thing when Kamigawa came out. Hmm. Um, but anyways, um, and uh, I I did that. And then I started going to the War Room to play because that's where all the Magic players played. And then for some reason, they all migrated back to the Vikings. And, and I played Magic from that point on. Hmm. I just played Magic. And... I didn't really get competitive into magic until mm, I want to say 2010, 2010. Yeah. Uh, when did return to Ravnica come out? I think return to Ravnica is when I first got back into it. Um, Zendikar, yeah, around that time, around like the Zendikar, um, Innistrad days, 
Um, so like 2010, 2011, I got back into it. Um, I, there used to be a store next to our local mall at Foothills called Packard's. And I guess that was a really big, that was a really big card shop in Knoxville to begin with. Yeah. But, um, Packard's used to have tournaments for magic all the time, like every Friday. And that, that's when I discovered Friday night magic. And from that point on, I was hooked. I met one of my best friends, um, that I've ever been friends with my whole life. My buddy, John Rush, shout out to John. Um, and me and him at first hated each other. And I, I used to think I was pretty good at magic. Um, I would think I was a little bit above average, not much, not, not much more like higher than that. But, um, anyways, I was better than pretty much everybody else that came to Packard's though. That's for sure. Um, and so the only person that used to ever, um, give me a run for my money was Danny Malinato. Shout out to Danny and, um, John and man, John showed up and we used to hate each other. And then he was like, you want to play test together? And I'm like, sure. And then we ended up becoming like best friends and stuff. And then that's when I discovered like the big magic tournaments, like SCG tour and channel fireball and all these other things. And I will say, I can say without a doubt. A hundred percent that playing magic and traveling to opens and grand prix and to everybody who plays magic, they know what I'm talking about. Traveling to Star City Games opens and going to GPs or winning an RPTQ and getting to go to like a Star City Invitational. Um, riding around with your buddies around the country, staying in hotel rooms, slinging cardboard was the most fun I think I've ever had with any hobby. And that includes probably video games. Depends. Back in the Wrath of the Lich King days in high school, that was pretty good. But um, I would say this is like one of the most fun things that I'd ever done. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved every second. And and I think that's what initially drew me to card games. So it, it kind of fulfilled that competitive itch that I always had um, while also allowing – ooh, excuse me. Uh, while al- also allowing me to be very social, go out to go out to things with friends and make new friends. And it was just so involved and it was just fun. And, and at the time, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my early 20s. Um, late teens, early twenties. Uh, I, I got, I got no girlfriend. I got nothing but money in my pocket and I'm living with my, my best friends and we're traveling and playing magic. And it was just really, really fun. And it's, it's crazy to think that like some people didn't get to experience something like that because I think it's like a very, very special thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it kind of breaks my heart that not everybody got to got to experience it. But see, um, I, the same way. I mean, the way your love for magic it was kind of the same way with me and and like skateboarding because we would take road trips and go to skate parks around the country and and skate, and then in the winter time we'd snowboard. And it, it, it's I mean, it just the way you talk about it, the passion that's that was me and skateboarding. You know, it's pretty. Awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Like. That's so, and I ended up, I I think like most people, like a lot of my collection, it got stolen. I had a lot of modern decks, a a bunch of my stuff got stolen and that kind of killed it for me. So I stopped playing 
back in 20, I want to say 2017 is when I stopped playing. I, I think around the time that, um, Eldritch Moon, and I think the last set that came out was Almond Cat. I think that's the last set um, that I that I had played. Um, and yeah, so I got out of it probably what six six years ago. I've not yeah. played. Um, but it, it, now since they've come out with uh, Magic Arena, um, I'm back in it. I've sunk, you know. Probably $2,000 in Magic Arena, I want to say. What? Really? That much? Yeah, yeah. Dang, so, dude. you know, when, when a new set would come out, I'd spend $100, get 90 packs. Yeah. You know, Magic Arena and stay, you know, pretty up to date with it. And, I, you know, i kind of been slacking these past few sets, probably past three or four sets. Yeah. Um, but I would say that's really because... Um, there were a lot of video games floating around at the time that were yeah. like really catching my attention. So um, I play Magic but, Green and I've spent zero dollars. <laughs> I don't know. I've spent lots and lots of money. I get, uh, you know, I, you get the, Arena. yeah, you get the rewards, you know, from it, like the gems and stuff and yeah. the money. I'll just use that to buy packs. <laughs> well, and looking at Magic now, like Magic isn't what it used to be. I mean, you got all the secret layers and all the, all the the new commander decks and stuff like it just isn't the same game. I mean, it is the same game. Let me take it back. It is the same game, but like what did it in for me was like the pandemic. I was thinking about getting back into it. The pandemic hit Mag- the magic community really, really hard. Um, Star city stopped doing the star city tour channel fireball got bought out, I think by TCG player or somebody. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so there weren't any of that. All the things that I really love, like don't get me wrong, I like going to Friday Night Magic, but there's only so much you can get from like a local game store where you play against the same guys every single week. Um, there's still a really big scene. I think that uh, West Town's Friday Night Magic has like probably like 30 or 40 people every every week, right? Which is like yeah. a huge number of people, but like you still see the same guys, and if they're playing modern, you're pretty much playing against the same decks and and things like that. So, um with there not being the big allure to the big tournaments like there was for me, it kind of killed it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for me, I really didn't play after 2017. I didn't play any card games until I met, uh, Jason York here. (laughs) It's all my fault. It's all my fault. Yeah, dude. He came to my desk one day at work and said, Hey man, you want to play my hero academia? (laughs) and he didn't know that I was a card fiend. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I bought a couple packs. I said, yeah, I bought six boxes. (laughs) And then I bought a case of set two. And then I bought all two of each starter and I was in it. And, you know, it was fun playing. Um, I went to Indianapolis, stayed with my buddy, Chris, um, at Gen Con, there was a big tournament for my hero. There were, big tournaments online. Um, but the community's kind of died out. And I know like Jason said earlier, right? Like we tried to start a local scene here and the local scene just sucked. Yeah. Um, there was just nobody like there was interest in the game and the people would show up sparsely. Right. But we couldn't never get everybody together at once. 
Um, and that really kind of killed it. Yeah. And so I was really dependent after that on the online scene and um, the game, the game developers made a lot of poor choices um, in this past year that have really caused a lot of people to lose interest in the game. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't want to say I've quit my hero because I still have all my cards and um, you know, I, I, I would still like, if there was a big 200 person event, I would still play in an event yeah. just to play. Right. But the like, villain's about to come out to you. The new, the new set. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not interested in buying product. I don't <laughs> think. Um, yeah, I just, but you know, that game kind of died off for us. Um, and then what did Jason do? Oh my God, dude. Okay. Hey, so, dude. Like, he comes to my desk. No, 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 no. He comes to my desk and he goes, Hey, you want to play one piece? <laughs> Here we are boys. Here we are. Um, so let me say something real quick. So when I first talked to you about, cause I heard the game is coming out. And I, I mentioned it to you, and you're like, ah, I don't like One Piece. I never watched the anime, and I'm just not into it. I and regret the, it. <laughs> I regret the, it. <laughs> are you watching One Piece now? You said you watched some of it, right? Dude, the anime is so old. It's really – I've been on, like, a super kick lately. I've watched, like, six or seven new animes. Yeah. Um, animes that have come out recently, like God Tower and Blue Lock and a, a lot of really good – Lookism is another really good one. Um, that just came out like within the past six months. I, I didn't just, just come out, but like um, I've been watching a lot of animes that have just come out in the last six or seven months. Yeah. Most of them only have like one season. Um, I've been on a huge kick and yes, I did try to start one piece like two or three times. I'm on like episode 14 or 15. The, it's so old. The animation. Dude, it kills me. I just, I just, I just can't watch. It just feels so dated. I don't yeah. want to watch it. We're, I'm in season six, five or six right now. Uh, me and my son are watching it, and it, it, this animation gets better. But I mean, it's a comedy, and it, you know, it's a lot of the tropes you see in in anime today. It come come from One Piece, it's, and it's it's just funny to see like where a lot of that stuff started. Um. Oh, just not to change the subject real quick, dude. You got to check out Juju Jujutsu Kaisen, really good. Kaisen, yeah, yeah, that's on my that's on my list. And to Chainsaw watch. Man, oh my god, which is on my list to watch. So as good. Well. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I I fully admit that you did come to me about One Piece. You did have those demo packs, or what were they? Um, the white packs. packs? They were white. The packs were white that you brought or you showed me. I could have swore. I don't think so. I don't know. Anyways, you told me about it in December. I shouldn't have dismissed you. I should have kissed your feet (laughs) and I should have fully embraced it when I had the chance. And guys, the reason I'm saying that is because anybody who's listening that does play the One Piece card game, there's no product. You can't find product for this game anywhere. It's actually sold out in our area. I'm assuming Jason, our distributor, yeah. doesn't have any more because I've went to Target. I've stopped going now, but I was going to Target every single day for like three weeks. Yeah, I ended up buying like 56 packs or something. By the way, I didn't scalp them; I used them. Um, but yeah, products so hard to find. Like booster packs themselves are going for like 15 or 20 dollars a piece. Booster boxes MSRP are usually like 99 dollars or 100 dollars. 
Um, they're selling for upwards of $275 a booster box. Starter decks MSRP are $11. They're going as high as $45. Um, the price of the cards in this game are insane. Dude, let me like, – um, gosh, everyone's chasing it, but if you can get that Shanks, the, uh, the manga variant card, it's like $1,000 right now. It is crazy. That it's, One card is $1,000. It's crazy. It's not even the highest. Now that the Treasure Cups have happened here in North America, the serial number Luffy's that the top eight players – I think it's top eight players. Maybe it might be top four. I think either way, um, let's, let's just assume it's the top eight. I can't remember it's a second, but the the serial number Luffy's are just like the Chromers that you were talking about earlier from My Hero. Yeah, there's a limited number. There's only eight hundred. That's it. Uh, English versions. English versions. Let me let me specify. If you go to TCG Player right now, Jason, mm-hmm. and look at the serial number Luffy's. They are four thousand five hundred dollars. That's crazy. The so cards insane. that come out of the tournament packs, like the Alt Art Chopper, Alt Art Zoro, Alt Art Chopper six hundred dollars, Alt Art Zoro eight hundred dollars. Uh, new the new Jimbe, it's a blue card, a hundred dollars. Like the prices of these cards are so absurd. But the thing that's awesome to see right now is the community is huge. Yeah. The community, we already have a local scene for it. Like t- 12 or 13 people showed up the last time I like went. Like there's a local scene for it. There's the the in-person tournaments, the in-person tournaments at the four corners of the US, not I guess not technically four corners, but Texas, Miami, New York and California, so the edges of the country all had treasure cups. Um, which is one pieces like big competitive tournaments, um, a cap of 512 people. They all sold out of tickets in minutes, minutes. Crazy. I registered for the online events that are happening in March. Those sold out in seconds, five seconds. And there's an 800 person queue to get a ticket for an online event. Five seconds. This game has exploded. It's absolutely humongous, Um, but it's so, so good to see. Um, I really, man, to be honest, it is, I get that feeling. I'm Mr. Dan now, right? Like I'm on the ground floor of a game that's huge. I have enough, you know, I have a great, great job and I have a great wife who has a good job and I can, I can, I can afford all the cards I want. Well, all the cards I can find at least. Yeah. Um, and I, I went to target and bought out their, um, the new limited, uh, film decks. I got seven of them. One of them's yours, but yeah, I got seven of them. And so now I'm on the ground floor of something. And I know that I, I guess I kind of had this feeling about my hero too, but this is way bigger than my hero. Um, and it comes from a, co- a well-known company in Bondi who does other games like Dragon Ball Super and Digimon who are the, both those games are big, uh, big too. Um, but I th- definitely think that one piece has the potential to be as big as the top that, you know, the big three Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh magic. Um, if it keeps growing at the pace that it's, that it, that is at now, uh, I, I think that 
the most important thing is there are local scenes and there are people playing in the local scenes. Yeah. And that's how the games grow. I'm convinced that you can't grow games via webcam. Um, I think my hero suffered from that. I think they had too many, too much focus on webcam and not enough focus on in-person. Yeah. And I just, and I think that's why it's kind of on the fence, but um, yeah, one piece is super big. I'm super into it right now. Um, well, I mean the thing about one piece, why I think it's gone so far is it's considered the big, one of the big three animes in the world. So the big three are Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Naruto. Those are the the big three animes. And um, right now in the world, One Piece is number one in the world. It's got over a thousand episodes. Uh, Oh my gosh, it's probably 1,500 now. It's huge. Netflix, Netflix just is making a live action version of one piece that comes out this year and it looks really good. Like they really care about it. I mean, the actors um, I've saw this, like where the actors introduce herself and Mm -hmm. they literally are the the characters and they care about it so much that they're actually getting, cause I don't know if you know this, a lot of people, you know, the whitewashing thing where they, you know, you whitewash, like you have a Japanese character and you make him a white guy, you know, which is stupid. But these guys, they were talking about that. Luffy is Brazilian. Yeah. And they got a Brazilian guy. And Zoro is Japanese. They got a Japanese guy. Um, uh, Usopp, he's from Africa. They got a guy actually from Africa to play it. I mean, it's it's awesome. I mean, they're like, they care about it that much. They're actually going to the source material and casting from the source material. It's awesome. Yeah. But I think, so, it's, I think it's going to be good. I'm going to go back. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going okay. to rewind on, on the big three. Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dragon Ball, the series from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super. It's it's huge. And uh, now, now, first off, guys, don't get me wrong. Don't I love Dragon Ball Z. Uh, uh, dude, will Goku survive the attack from the <laughs> brothers? Catch us next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, I... I loved watching 30 minutes of Goku trying to go Super Saiyan just to try to see him go Super Saiyan for the next two episodes. Um, but I would have thought that there would be other animes that have overtaken Dragon Ball Z. Well, okay, let me kind of rephrase. It's not so the big three animes, but they're, you know, there's different genres of animes. So sure. I guess this is would be the Shoujin, um, which are, you know, focused on like, little boys that's so these are i don't know if you've heard of show jump shoujin that's the there's like a a company that that's what they do there's just like a bunch of games sure but that's those are the big three from from that so that it's in the genre i guess it's the big three so i would and i'm gonna be honest like big three animes i would have said naruto for sure i would have probably said one piece for sure and then the third one for me would have either been Full Metal Alchemist or Bleached. Yeah. They're, I think those are far and away more popular in anime circles than Dragon Ball or so Dragon Ball Z. In America, they are. In Japan, have, if you know, we have a, the, um, was it America's Got Talent and the 
what is the singing thing? Amer- um, what's the singing one? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> the dude. singing competition. What's it called? Whoa, man, <laughs> I can't relax, think. dude. You're struggling out. <laughs> no, I know, I know what you're talking about. You're um, talking about um, America's Got Talent or whatever. No, no, the uh, the singing, the voice, not the voice, the other one. American Idol. American Idol, yeah. So they oh have like gosh. Japan version of that, right? Sure. Where they people who come to audition, they sing the theme song from Dragon Ball to audition. That's how huge it is over there. I think the I think the Naruto theme song for an audition would have been the move. Yeah. I'm not gonna embarrass myself by there's, trying there's, to do it, but But there's so many different ones for I'm hugging it in my head for you guys. Yeah. Well, the most popular is like I don't know. Let me not. Let me, let me not do it. Let me not do it, man. Let me not do it. So I'm I'm going down the list here. I'm looking at the most popular. Okay, it says number one is the Dragon Ball Z series. It's the number one most watched anime of all time. The number two most watched anime of all. And we we we're gotten off topic. We we went from collectibles of anime, and I'm about it right now. Yeah, so yeah, dude. Um. So let's look at this. So what do you think the number two most watched anime of all time is? I would say One Piece, but that's maybe I'm wrong. You are wrong. What is it? You are. The One Piece is number three. Okay. Guess what number two is? Naruto? Nope. No, Naruto's not Naruto? The, nope. It's Attack on Titan. Oh, oh, okay. Number two most watched anime Dude, of all it's, time. Attack on Titan's coming out swinging because it's a new one. I mean, it's way yep. newer than uh, Naruto, you know? Yep, and then it goes One Piece. Naruto's not even number four. Really? So it goes One Piece, then Demon Slayer, then Naruto. Dang, Demons. Well, see, all these new, because of the new generations of kids. I mean, so I guess I looked at that list a long time ago. Because Demon Slayer's only been out like two years. And it's yep. already that popular. It's crazy. Yep, yep. It is really yep. good, though. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you've watched it. It's super good. Um, and then you've got, have I watched what, uh, attack on Titan? No, no. Demon Slayer. Oh, no, no. I would not watch. So Demon Slayer. good. I, so I don't good. like, I don't like watching hype animes. Like if it's a hype anime, I don't want to watch it. It's, I'd rather just watch the no name. Like, so the next, the next biggest ones are your name. Um, and then spirited away. Spirited away is not a series though. It's a, it's a movie. It's a movie, but it's one of the most watched animes of all time. I can see why though. Spirited Away is it's a good. good. It's it's goaded. It's good. Uh, you got Bleach goaded. Full Metal Alchemist, in my personal opinion, has got to be one of my favorite. I would say it's in the the top three for me. Um, Full Metal Alchemist was way. And, and here's the thing too. I feel like Full Metal Alchemist in a way because it. I was young man uh, when I watched Full Metal Alchemist, and it was for me so far ahead. Like it was so mature. I used to think I was such a mature kid for watching Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Um, and it was so, I don't want to say ahead of its time because I don't think that's true. But like for me, it was ahead of my time, right? So, like I, I, I thought it was really awesome. And then after Full Metal Alchemist is House Moving Castle at number 10, which okay. is also a movie. Uh, then you have My Hero. This is the top 20, by the way. Mm-hmm. You have My Hero Academia at 11. Cowboy Bebop at 12. I think that should probably be lower on the list. Um, Akira, which is a good one. So Death good. Note, which is good. Akira is my first anime, by the way. Just throwing really, it out there. yeah, dude. What a good first anime. But that was, you know, that's when 
it was started getting popular. Like it was in my high school days, you know. The animation from Akira is so good too. Yeah, so good. Um, and then One Punch Man. One Punch Man. I love One Punch I Man. Do, that's I, like one of my favorite. That's one of my favorites. They haven't even made a third season yet. They need to get on that. And JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, really, really good. Uh, Neon Genesis. I've never seen it. So good. Number eighteen. Hunter X Hunter. Oh dude. my god! You want to talk about a good anime, dude? Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe that it just ends the way it ends. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who has not watched this. We anime haven't finished. We haven't finished it. Um, oh my god! We left off where you know they're in that um, the game, and they just came out of the game and like yeah, he thinks he finds his dad. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. But that, that's we haven't we haven't uh, picked back up yet. So, um, dude, Hunter X Hunter, it's been out for a really long time since the nineties. They, yeah. they of course remade it in 2011. Yeah. Um, but Hunter X Hunter, uh, one of my favorite animes of all time as well. Um, it's really, really high up there. Um, I, I think it would be selfish for me to say that Naruto is not number one. Um, I love Naruto. Yes. Um, so good. But that, that I would say, made me I would cry. Say <laughs> I the, cried watching it. I think everybody cried watching yeah. it. But like for me personally, I think that like number one is a tied spot between Naruto and and uh Full Metal Alchemist. Mm. It, it, they're tied. And then number two is probably oh, man, this is so hard for me. I would say I would say the early seasons of Hunter X Hunter. The I think the the Chimera Ant arc was good, but it was so slow and it was too narrated. Um so I would say earlier seasons of Hunter X Hunter. Um but dude, I'm gonna be honest with you, I have fallen in love with God Tower. Hmm. I cannot wait for more the, the second season is supposed to come out sometime this year. Um, it came out, the first season came out, I think in November of last year. So I just got around to watching it though. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Masterpiece. What yeah, a masterpiece. I need to check it out. Um, I highly recommend Spy Family if you haven't watched that. So yeah, that's good. a huge, yeah, that's huge right now as well. It's real good. Do you, so are you subscribed to Crunchyroll? Um, I had Crunchyroll and then they, they weren't um, updating the My Hero, uh, the dubbed version. Because you know my son watches with me, and you know, yeah, he doesn't want to read. It's not sure. that he can't; he can read it. He's like, let's just go ahead and read it. So I switched back to to Funimation, which they're they're the same company now. They just haven't fully migrated, so you can only watch the um, simulcast dubs on Funimation and not on Crunchyroll. So that's yeah. why I switched back. Um, okay. So you're on Funimation. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'm not. I'm on Zorro.to. Okay. It's pirated anime. Illegal. Oh no. In all fifty states. <laughs> uh no, it's funny because at work I try to watch it at work, like just in the background. Yeah. Um don't don't fire me. Um I, I had it on my desk and I was gonna like watch it, but like I, it wouldn't pull up and I was like, Oh man, they shut the website down. They shut the website down. No, I was connected to the Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi at work's like, that's a no-go. That's yeah. a no-no website. Um, 
And so they probably thought I was trying to watch Born or something. <laughs> uh, but I'm just trying to watch some some anime. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I, it's hard for me to justify paying for it when I like I can I can cast to my TV here. I can I can stream it for friends. It has dubbed and subbed of every anime you could possibly imagine. Um. It's just really good. You can download them, you know, it's just, uh, so I can't, I couldn't justify buying it, but I didn't get into the one piece card game because of one piece, but I will watch the one piece anime because of the card game. One piece was just one of those animes where, um, when I was younger, probably like sixth grade, I had a friend that was super into one piece and we used to play this fighting game that had some one piece characters and stuff. And I don't remember what it was. It was old though. Um, anyways, it's my buddy uh james but at the time Yu-Gi-Oh was really big dragon ball z was still really really big naruto was out it was just it was just not a good time for me to try to watch one piece back then yeah and then i just never got interested in it i want to say yeah um and then now that i'm playing the card game and like learning the characters names and stuff like I can tell you right now, I've seen a couple of clips of Luffy fighting Kaido mm-hmm. and I'm about it. Yeah. I mean, I want to see it. Um, but yeah, dude, the, the, the card game is really, really good. It's really engaging. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a big hit. Um, if you can find products in your, in your local area, um, buy them so you can play the game. Uh, if you don't want to play the game, uh, Ty Raglan on Facebook. I'm from Tennessee. Hit me up. Um, I will. Uh, if you buy it from your target, I'll buy it from you. <laughs> we'll put it. We'll put it up like that. Yeah. Yummy. Yummy. Same here. So, I, I would buy some too. So. No, I, I said it first, Jason. So <laughs> Ty Raglan, not Jason York, uh, Tennessee. Look me up on Facebook. I will give you my address. But, uh, <laughs> But no, I'm excited for the future of One Piece. Um, I, I got into a couple of the – me and Jason were going to try to go to the Treasure Cup in Texas. We didn't realize that it was going to sell out so quickly. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get tickets. So um, the Treasure Piece in Texas is the last – I said the Treasure Piece. The Treasure Cup in Texas for One Piece I think is the last in-person Treasure Cup. Um, and then in March, they're doing online Treasure Cups. I ended up getting into two of those, even though they sold out in seconds. I got into two of them. All the tickets sold on the same day to all the different tournaments. So I ended up getting the two of the online ones that involves webcams. And you kind of got to have a little bit more of a setup. I guess you could technically do it with a phone or a cheap laptop, but um, that's not how we roll here at the Raglan household. (laughs) Jaboy has got the setup. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I got in a couple of those, but. Um, yeah, me and Jason are going to for sure be keeping an eye out for the next in-person treasure cups. Um, by the way, Jason, I got Kyle into the game now. Yeah. You told me about that. Um, so, uh, we were testing the other day over webcam, so he's in. And so I know he'll want to go to a treasure cup or two. I'm wondering if they're going to have anything at uh Gen Con this year. So that, you know what, man, I can't go to Gen Con this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know why. Because I'm having, a, having baby. a baby. Well, yep. my wife's having the baby. I'm just going to be here. I don't even know when Gen Con is. I it's think it's in August. October. August. Is it in August? Yeah. yeah. My baby will have just been born. Yeah. I, I may uh, try to go this year. 
The badges um, are on sale already. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez, man. August 3rd through the 6th. <sighs> I went last year. I can skip a year. It's okay. Yeah. I've never uh, been, so I really want to go. Oh, man. It's so good. I ended up, I stayed at a friend's house, but even my friend was like, next year, we need to get a hotel room at the hotel because all the people go back to their hotel rooms and they all play game board games and stuff. We got board games and stuff. We just went back to my friend Chris's house. Uh, me, him and his brother would get drunk and, and play new board games <laughs> that we bought. So, which was pretty fun, but yeah. I think it would definitely be more fun with more people in hotel rooms, but yeah, I I'm sure have, like there'd be like people like, we're going to play this game. Come over here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, my baby will be fresh out of the oven. Fresh baby, a, a fresh, a fresh baby. <laughs> Um, so, uh, no, no Gen Con for me this year. Um, that's a good thing and a bad thing because I would <laughs> like to go because I'm sure One Piece will have a booth because, um, my hero did and they sold out of everything. Yeah, so did, I'm sure. uh, did Bandai, was they, were they there with Dragon Ball? Cause then that's a still I'm a big sure, game. I'm sure. You, I, I, I wasn't, probably wasn't paying attention. Paying, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I bought a bunch of board games and. It was really focused on my hero. Um, so uh, that's all I was really in the my hero line, dude. Got so big so fast, and you just sold out of everything. It yeah. was pretty much, mis- it was pretty miserable. It's, but. It sucks that they sold out of everything. And then shortly after that's whenever everything just kind of died in our area. Well, I take it back. When I first went to the booth, they weren't sold out of everything. But the only way to get the promos was to spend money at the booth. But yeah. they were sold out of the play mats. And so the only thing I could spend money on to get the promos was boxes of the second set. Yeah. I had already bought a case of the second set. I didn't need any more product. Yeah. And I didn't want to spend $200 on that stuff just to get those promos, um, which really, to be honest, aren't worth much money now. Um, but well, they are worth money, but nobody wants to buy them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um Sci-Fi City is selling. I don't know. I sent a text you 99 like, cents, a cents a pack. Yeah, I How many a, boxes do they got? Uh he's got a few. I bought a box last week. I didn't get any good hits. I was very disappointed. But it was only 24 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> and he still he still got a couple boxes of the first edition. So I'll tell you what. Since you're over there more than I am, yeah. if you don't mind, pick me up. Two boxes of first edition. I'll give you fifty bucks. I will try. If you if you can. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> um yeah, boys. So that's that's um that's our journey through the t- the world of TCG and TCG. hobby. Well, at least one hobby, right? I think Jason has different hobbies Gosh. than I do, but I have um, so many hobbies. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, he's got me into two different card games, so I can yeah. only imagine. Dude. I, the only other thing I can get you into is like collecting comic books and toys, but <laughs> no, no more. My wife's mad. I've got thousands and thousands and thousands. I have two 5,000 count boxes of bulk. And then I have four or 500 count boxes. I got a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh tins over here for I tried to play Yu-Gi-Oh again. But dude, I bought um, two starter sets of Yu-Gi-Oh because you said you got Yu-Gi-Oh. So, you know. Uh, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can still do that. But yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh is far and away 
way more it's the game has changed so much since it's I so it back complicated in the day. so very complicated seriously every every card is printed with a full book on it yeah um there are no normal monsters which is just craziness but um yeah man that's that's just the world of, of TCGs and how yeah. it goes. I, I think I would get back into magic. I would get back into magic. I think um, if, if star city was like tomorrow, they were like, all right guys, we're going to start doing star city opens again. I would probably stop playing one piece and stuff and go back to magic. Mm. I would do that probably, but I wouldn't sell my one piece stuff, but I'd keep it, but I'd probably, I'd probably stop it out. But yeah. anyways, that's nor here nor there. Yeah. Real quick before we uh, get out of here, I know it's getting late. But I got to tell you a story. Um, so Rory, my son, he wanted some Yu-Gi-Oh cards because he's been watching the anime. He wants them for Christmas. So um, we got him some and and I had my starter set. So we we played a couple of times. But he's so funny because he plays like the show. <laughs> and he'll be there like, so I see you'd want to play the Dark Magician. Well, what about my blue eyes, white dragon? Oh, my God. <laughs> He'll like start laughing. Oh, my. You've activated my trap card. <laughs> it's so funny. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it, it, I love playing card games. And I, I'm, my son, he plays Pokemon. He wants to play my hero. He loves because he, you know, we both love the anime. Um, yeah. And he, every time I get cards, he's like, that one's mine. I'm taking that one. <laughs> so, um, he's, he's going to be just like me addicted to yeah. collectibles. <laughs> yeah. You, you, that is an understatement. You yeah. have literally every collectible under the sun, comic <laughs> books. I think you, I, I think I saw some Legos, uh, figures, cards, uh, miniatures. You got it all. Oh uh, yeah. All of it. It's not necessarily a good thing. It's, but I guess it's better than, being addicted to drugs, you know, you can be addicted to worse things. <laughs> Jesus, dude, what a leap! Yeah, I bought this Gundam that I Gundam model that I painted. Good thing I didn't. I chose to not get that black tar heroin. <laughs> Jesus, man, what a hey, leap! Man. Hey, man, you got you got any of them Gundams back there? Hey, man, you got some you got some paintbrushes and paints. I need to paint these miniatures. I'm not opposed to crack cocaine, though. <laughs> If you got some of that back there. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am a, yeah, I, that's, that is one thing I've, I've been into recently is building Gundam models. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's fun, though. I like it. I still have two from Christmas I need to build. But anyways, that's not here. They're over there. Um, guys, I guess we're going to wrap it up now because uh, we've been talking over an hour and 18 minutes about random crap. <laughs> but, hey, I just want to let you guys know that uh, we got some big changes coming soon. Uh, I'm not going to give it away yet, but uh, our show is not going to be as random as it was. We're going to be kind of focused in uh, a little bit more, and hopefully uh, you guys will stick around and uh, listen because we felt like we were losing some people because we kept switching subjects. So um, we'll unveil that uh, on our next episode. But, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Um, I am Jason, and this is Ty, and we are out. Peace, guys. Peace. Ripping through the ages, you are a
the voice in the shadows will attack.